0: Get ready to listen. Okay, next one. Get ready to listen. Block by Block Chicago. Block by Block Chicago. Block by Block
1: Chicago. Have you ever heard of the challenges that the LGBTQ community face? also the burden of what prisoners go through and face what if it was true that both of them go through the same issues you go through in life a pen pal is someone who you create a friendship or relationship with it is great to have the chance to be connected with the outside world because they are incarcerated depending on how long their sentencing is so, could you just like basically give it a-
2: Um, those inside and those outside the program? Yeah,
0: for sure. I like that you said benefits those inside and outside um, because it's really about mutual aid. That's like the big crux of what penpalling is to us. It's like forming relationships where we get to help each other help people on the outside, um, learn about uh, the experiences of people on the inside, just like learn more about what it means to be in prison and what prison is and does to people because so much of the um, inside experience is invisibilized and like taken away and removed. Um, And also for like inside members to have queer community or just community um, that is sometimes like just not as available inside, you know, Relationships are, like, sometimes really difficult to have inside because there's um, a lot of prohibitions on, like, ways that you can express yourself, like, through dress or touching or um, just, like, organizing your communities around your sexual identities. So it's, like, a way for us to build a community. Um, and kind of like what we said in the matching, our, the work of Black and Pink as an abolitionist organization is informed by Um, or, like, led by the people who are inside who, like, understand what prison is and are most impacted.
1: Prisoners may experience bullying through the simple fact that none or no one contacts them. No family members or friends send them letters or call them. Prisoners find wrong that some people are bisexual, gay, or transgender. So this leads to prisoners feeling segregated from inside or just like the outside world. Um,
2: so it's just a whole, right? So the entire program is how LGBTQ members that are in prison can reach out to those who aren't. And they can like form a connection and a friendship. So um, what do you think is the most, like, trying thing for those members that are, like, inside of prison?
0: That's a good question. I mean, I I think it's, like, difficult, like, because prison is trying in so many ways. Like, there are just, like, so many, um, there are just so many horrible parts of prison. I think, like, specifically for queer people inside, um, the challenges they face might be particularly just trying or shitty um like uh, lgbt people inside face more discrimination or like face a certain specific type of discrimination um they're less likely to have family support um and also just like queer people are criminalized criminalized in um specific ways that are also kind of invisibilized from like normal narratives it's also like interesting like at this conference we've it's a conference right now right about decarceration and there's like not a lot of talk specifically about LGBT people and like the specific things that they are um, facing and like how different crimes are homophobic or transphobic and yeah basically just like how that so that's like probably the biggest thing is that um, you know just how queer people are are you hearing that sound
2: During the presentation, you were mentioning solitary confinement and how that, like, basically affected all, everyone who was in prison and how that was just, like, an overall just terrible experience for them. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you think that, like, basically, like, just dehumanizes a person or, like, just strips them while they're in there?
0: Yeah, so solitary confinement is, like, one of the worst parts of the prison experience because it's torture, right? Humans are social creatures, and we need to be around other people in order just to, like, function. Like, our brains and bodies don't work when we're taken apart from people. So solitary confinement is terrible because, like, all the conditions also drop down and worsen. Um, So that's part of your—that's part of, like, the dehumanization of solitary confinement, um, you know, like food is worse, just like the conditions are worse. there's the atmosphere um, is a lot more just like scary and hard to be around. Um, and it's also yeah I mean it's if people are already so invisibilized by being put into prison and then like when they're just in their their own little box, it's like this person doesn't exist to to other people. So that's why solitary confinement specifically is, is pretty pretty bad for them. yeah.
1: LGBTQ prisoners have to get a type of code of communication with each other because they are segregated from the other prisoners because of their sexual orientation.
2: So, when mentioning like, their boundaries and when you're writing to them and not outing them because of, like, the consequences they may face or, like, how hard it may be for them. Like, what are some of the um, outcomes or, like, retaliations they may face for being, like, Known as being openly gay or queer.
0: Um, that's a good question. I mean, like I said in the matching, a lot of the members, a lot of our inside members are out. Um, but also that's like in like a lot of the the pen pals or the people that I've corresponded with are out. Um, but retaliation can look like a bunch of different things. It's also just like treatment. Maybe is like a, a good a better word than retaliation. Um because retaliation almost seems like something that you do wrong and gets like a reaction against where it's like your identity is just like always happening. Um, But you know, I mean, it also depends on the identity and also other parts about the person. Um, So I know I have like a, one of my pen pals is a trans woman and she experiences just like a lot of really bizarre transphobia that is just like really upsetting. Like, the way that people talk to her sometimes is really upsetting because they, like, assume a lot of stuff about her experience or, like, maybe fetishize or exoticize parts of her identity experience. Um, And then also, you know, there's, like, transphobia or homophobia where people are, like, getting beat up or um, beat up by either other prisoners or by corrections officers just for for being gay or trans, yeah.
2: Right, so do you think homophobia on the inside of the prison system is stronger or more... um Intense than on the outside?
0: Um, I think that they're like the same thing, right? It's like all homophobia is like one big structure. Um, so I don't think that homophobia, I think it's kind of like a not be, they're not a, opposed to each other or something, or they're like not two separate things. They're all part of like the same structure that um, marginalizes and demeans, you know, gay people. But also, you know, it works in tandem with different things. I think also, I can't really say, I don't, I've only experienced homophobia on the outside, right? So I actually don't know from personal experience um, beyond what my pen pals have told me about what it's like on the inside, so.
1: If prisoners get letters, they will be less bullied or left alone meaning that they have someone to care for them and are protected by someone so they won't have to be easily picked on out of groups because all prisoners can see if they get letters or not the lgbtq prisoners go through issues concerning their likings and loneliness which leads them to figure out issue for their healing
2: obviously really important to make sure that they feel like they have power because of those, like the lack of power they have so how do you think that people on the outside writing to them will be able to increase the power that they feel or like give that back to them in the sense of like writing to them
0: um yeah I mean I think like writing is really great just because it connects people to community and makes them feel like oh I'm like a part of something um and I think I mean what is power right it's like being able to make things happen in the world um And so being able to make things that your pen pal wants to have happen, happen. So like if they ask you for specific news articles and they're like, I'm really interested in knowing more about what's happening in this part of the world, like being able to find that and give that information to them um, and also like giving money to them or like doing a fundraiser to give money to them or giving money to them for money that you have from working your job or something like these sorts of ways of like, making what they're asking for and what they want happen for them because it's really easy to be like i want you know rice krispies i'm gonna to go to the store and buy them that's like a funny example but <laughs> um you know if someone on the inside is like i really want fucking beef jerky and i have no money you, it does increase their power to like be able to give them the money so that they can buy their jerky
2: What have you gotten personally out of, like, pen pal? And, like, like how has that, like, personally helped you in, like, your... Like, if I'm getting this personal, tell me, like, in your, like, mental state or, like, your, like, just overall feeling of, like, I'm doing something or I'm changing someone.
0: Gosh, that's, like, a... That's a good question. I've been a pen pal now for, like, uh, two years, and I've had a, a handful of pen pal relationships, um, and... I don't know, it's just been a lot. It's been a very emotional experience, like many highs and many lows. Um, It's amazing to get a letter from someone. It's like amazing to receive a letter in the mail um, and read it and just have like the sort of like connection that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is unlike anything else in the rest of my life. And I'm talking to somebody who is having a very different life experience than I am. Um, But definitely like, has felt expansive and transformative. And I think like now compared to two years ago, I have like a much better sense of the humanity of people inside of prisons and just like, yeah, just it's been nice to be able to see how um, just through pen I've been able to kind of dismantle all of the false narratives that I've just been raised with and grew up with around what it means to have a prison system and rely on prison systems and I just feel like much more like oh my gosh like we are much more capable of dealing with harm in constructive and positive ways um, because I've been able to to talk to people who yeah are experiencing the same thing.
2: like dismantling the whole prison system and abolishing it so what do you think will be a more effective alternative for them or yeah yeah
0: um there are so many other people who probably have um who have ideas on this um that i look to i'm like blanking on names right now um but I think, I mean, I think for me, a thing that's helpful to think about is like, there should be many alternatives to how we deal with harm. Um, there's already like alternatives out in the world for how we deal with harm that is like not, like you know, only certain people who commit, everybody commits harm, but only certain people get punished so severely in the way that they do. Um, so we already have alternatives that exist that also aren't like working because they're just like allowing harm to be continued and perpetuated. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's like a good, really good question. Um, uh, Definitely, obviously, as other people have said, like much more investment in communities, uh, mental health clinics, more schools, more green space, um, more education, more opportunities, those sorts of things um, are all good alternatives to when somebody does something wrong to punish them and continue the cycle of violence and disinvestment.
2: Thank you, I appreciate it. Now this can be anonymous or you can just say your name if you want to, it It, doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, I'm Charlie and I am on the Pen Pal sport team of Black and Pink Chicago. Thank
2: Thank you. you.
1: This audio piece was developed by some junior scholars and block by block if you want to know more about the pen pal, visit blackandpink.org these presentations were part of the imagining american conference 2018 in chicago contributed as correspondents and producers for this podcast nikaya nash prince jasmine pettis and Alpheus mccoy